We know that at age 18, in November 1582, William married Anne Hathaway. She was eight years older than he was and was already pregnant. In May 1583, that first child, Susanna, was born. In late January or very early February 1585, William and Anne Shakespeare had twins, Hamnet and Judith. We know that Hamnet died in August 1596. William and Anne had no more children. In October 1596, the College of Heralds granted the Shakespeare family a coat of arms, thus making the male members of the family gentlemen. In May 1597, Shakespeare bought the second-largest house in Stratford, called New Place. He followed this up, in 1602, by buying 127 acres in Stratford and a cottage opposite New Place. In 1605, he invested heavily in local agriculture. From 1595 to 1604, Shakespeare was living at various places in London near the playhouses, the theater and the globe, where his acting company performed. In 1612, he bought a house in Blackfriars in London, again near his theatrical company's newest theater, Blackfriars. Shakespeare's Life, The Conjectures So much for the facts. Now, what about reasonable conjectures to flesh out the picture? Well, Shakespeare may have been born and have died on the same day of the year, April 23rd. Coincidentally, St. George's Day, the day dedicated to the patron saint of England, is also April 23rd. Shakespeare was almost certainly educated at the grammar school in Stratford, where he would have received a solid background in exactly the Latin and Greek literature and language that show up in his plays. We think he went to London in about 1586 and was an established playwright by 1592. We think he returned home regularly to Stratford to visit his wife and family, a two-day trip on horseback. He is also likely to have returned to Stratford during the frequent outbreaks of the plague in London between 1603 and 1610 because it was safer and because the playhouses were closed down during those periods. Shakespeare had retired to Stratford by 1613. His last play, Henry VIII, a collaboration with John Fletcher, was written in that year. He became involved, along with many of Stratford's citizens, in a land dispute in 1614, the so-called Welcome Controversy. In March 1616, Shakespeare revised his will to ensure that his daughter Judith was not victimized by her recent husband, Thomas Quiney, altogether a bad sort. On April 23, 1616, Shakespeare died of unknown causes at the age of 52. Did he die from celebrating his birthday too boisterously? We think that the reference in his will to giving his wife their second-best bed is more likely a sign of affection. The best bed would have been for guests than of marital discord. In 1623, two of his fellow actors, John Hemmings and Henry Condell, published Mr. William Shakespeare's Comedies, Histories, and Tragedies, familiarly known as the First Folio. There you have it the bare bones of a successful life of a self-made man and literary genius, a life full of the usual human events, births, marriage, the buying of property, and one shattering tragedy, the death of his son at an age when his father might reasonably have expected him to survive into adulthood and old age. 
Shakespeare the Playwright. So much for the life of the man. What about his artistic career as playwright and poet? Let's move on to that for a short while. That Shakespeare was a great playwright is beyond dispute, but you need to understand why. It is important to realize that he virtually invented two genres or types of play and wrote the four greatest examples we have of another. The genres he virtually invented were the history play, Richard III, Henry IV, Part II, and so on, and the romance or tragicomedy, for example, The Tempest and The Winter's Tale. The already established genre in which he excelled was the tragedy, and between 1600 and 1606 he wrote Hamlet, Othello, King Lear, and Macbeth. Not bad for a lad from the provinces. It's tempting to see this spurt of tragic drama as a response.